flames up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever till the day that I died I said 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner Fred Mooney. All right, and thy words shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up, relax, and hold on tight because here we go. Church on the Road, right here on your favorite radio station. From two crumb stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Fred, we are in the cab and rolling down the road. We got us a great program today. I got my brother-in-law in here today. We're going to find out all about him. His name's Don Tucker. Not the famous Don Tucker, the fish fryer, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, this fish frying Don Tucker. He's he cooks our fish at our conference, and he'll be cooking in 2024. Right, Don? Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to get that on tape. No, it's it's there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to find out all about my brother-in-law here. He is my brother-in-law for the last, what, 52 years? years. 52? Yep. You've been married 52 years to my sister, Rhonda. So so what's the secret to that, Don? 52 years of happy marriage. Well, a guy told me once that you could either be the boss or you could be happy. Yeah. I'm happy. You're happy. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Somebody asked me one time that, said, what's the secret? And I said, well, every time I'm wrong, I go outside and say a little prayer. And outdoor living's made a good marriage. Outdoor <laughs> living. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about that fish fry that we're going to have next year. That's June 20, 29th will be the fish fry. That's a Saturday. And we're going to have, that's at our Threefold Cord Conference, which is June 28, 29, and 30. 
and everybody loved your fish this year. So you've been married to my sister for 52 years, and uh, you guys spend a lot of time down in Florida. What do you do down there in Florida? Fish. You go fishing and catch <coughs> fish so you can bring it back up here and cook it. Catch a lot of fish. <laughs> so what, you fish for crappie down there? Only crappie. I, I love crappies. I do too. Yeah. Well, you do any fishing up here? I fish a little with Danny White, but I didn't get to go much this year. We just didn't have the time. Yeah. Well, Danny White, he's your buddy, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. my fishing partner. Yeah. How, how long have you known Danny White? Uh, 52 years, probably. <laughs> a long time. It's been a long time, yeah. So you guys have been hanging out for a little while. Yeah. Fishing and... Yeah. You don't Praising pray. the Lord. Yeah, praising the Lord. Well, let's talk about the Lord. Let's go back to when uh, you was a child. Where, where'd you grow up at, Don? Dalgren, Illinois. Dalgren, Illinois. Yeah. Wow. Well, did you go to church when you was a... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about your upbringing in church. Well, my uh, first church I went to was 10 Mile in McLeansboro. Rudolph Slag was the pastor there. Most humblest man I ever met in my life. So you knew Rudy Slag, huh? Oh, yeah. Rudy was my pastor for about seven years. He was an interim pastor at this church I was going to, and he just, he's afraid he wouldn't be there over six months, but he was there for seven years. And great man of God. Now, I probably shouldn't tell this, but I think this has happened to most people. Uh, I got so busy, and I was out playing music. And I was playing music for the Lord, but I didn't have much time to go to church. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm in church all the time. Amen. But everybody needs a home church. Everybody needs a pastor. Well, Brother Slag would come by and visit me. Never once did he ever say, you need to be in church. Mm-mm. He'd come by, and he'd, just, he'd sit, have a cup of coffee, and we'd talk. And the man just oozed love out of every pore. And about four weeks of that, next thing you know, we were back in church. <laughs> he let Jesus do the convicting. <laughs> and I think we all can learn a lesson from that. Amen. That's, that's good stuff there. You, you can hit somebody over the head with your Bible, and all you're going to do is give them a sore head. That's it. But you can love them into the kingdom, and he proved that to me, and, and he was the most humble man. He was. And I've been very fortunate. I've, I've known a number of what I consider great men of God, and the one thing they all had in common, they were all humble. Amen. Amen. Can I tell you a Rudy Slag story? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Well, this is a good one. He's may be hard for you to believe. <laughs> Rudy Slag lived exactly one mile west of Dahlgren. Okay. M- me and my family lived exactly two miles east of Dahlgren on the highway. I bought a cow off of him one time, a milk cow, Rudy. Back then we didn't have no trailers. If you had a trailer, just somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad led that cow to my house <laughs> from Rudy's. So that's three miles. Three miles. Three miles. I led the cow, milk cow, and my dad walked along behind and switched it once in a while, just keep yeah. her, keep her going. Rudy wanted $150 for her. I remember this. I'll never forget it. I didn't have but 144 Rudy said that uh, he guessed that it'd have to work. <laughs> so he took my 144 yeah. I hooked a snap on the old cow, and we headed home. 
<laughs> True story. So help me God. That's awesome. Reese Slack was a great, great. Oh, man. he was. He was one of the best. So that that'll just have to work, huh? Yeah, he said that'll just have to do it. Yeah, he was going. Earned forty-four bucks and owned me a cow. He's going to make sure you had that cow. Bought he? me a job. Had the mucker twice a day. <laughs> yeah. Bought you a job. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. My uh, the Amish live right across the road from me, and, <laughs> and the other day, Kenny says they got three cows and they're all milk cows, and said, "Well, uh, they got they got to do some milking every morning and every evening." Yeah, because cows have to be milked, you know. I could milk that old cow out there, and I could turn my hand sideways, and there'd be old cat over there, and old cat just hold his mouth open, I could squirt it right in there. That cat loved me. Oh, boy. I bet he did. That's a true story, too. Yeah, I bet so. You've got pretty good aiming, huh? I got pretty good at it. My dad probably wouldn't have liked it if he had seen it. But that makes your, gives you a good, strong grip, doesn't it? Gives you a really good, strong grip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rudy was in Ten Mile Church more than once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, at least two, maybe three. They just they just couldn't get enough of him, you know. They just kept getting him back and getting him back. And Of course, when we moved to Dahlgren, we moved uh, away from there, so we went to church at Dahlgren. I heard, I've heard uh, a lot about him, but I never did get to hear him preach, but I've heard he's one of the best preachers in southern Illinois he pre- back in the, when he was preaching there. I don't he buried all our family till he got too old. Yeah. Preached all our mom and dad and him growing up together. Yeah. Just a mile down the road. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Rudy Slag probably preached more funerals than any preacher in Jefferson County. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well thought of man. Yeah. Well, so he always told you he wasn't very good looking, but he could preach. <laughs> yeah. He always. He always. Uh, I was trying to think he had some sort of saying about his looks anyway, but uh, he could preach, that's for sure. And that's a wonderful thing about it. You know, God looks on the inside of us, not the outside. Amen, yeah. I've always said I got a, I got a face for radio, and uh, I've, I've got a voice if I want to go play a pirate or something like that. So, But uh, I got a heart for God, and that's the main thing. Absolutely. Okay, Don, let's get back to uh, Ten Mile. How long did you go to church there? Went to church there till we moved from McLeansboro to Dahlgren, then we started going to the Baptist church. At the Baptist church, I uh, liked the little girl that played the piano. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wasn't your sister. No. But didn't know your sister then. But anyway, uh, I liked going to church mostly because of her. I understand. You know, and, and uh, I sat on the back row. Now I'd rather sit on the front row. But at that time, I sat on the back row. And uh, time went on past. And there was this old boy, my Sunday school teacher. He uh, he was a good old man. He'd come back and when they had the altar call and asked me to come forward. And I was under conviction. I knew I needed to go forward, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it, you yeah. know. And... Every Sunday, he'd come back here and ask me. Uh, Harry Gibbs was his name, good old man. Yeah. I stayed there till, well, at that time, I went to a revival at Sugar Camp Church, and, and which is south of Bell Rive, and uh, Richard McCormick was preaching. Yeah, Richard McCormick. Yeah, I finally went forward, and I was glad I did. 
you yeah. know. And Richard's a good man too. But I always thought, man, he sounds like Billy Graham. Yeah, <laughs> Did, didn't he? Yeah, he he could preach. Couldn't he? he could preach. Yes, he was. Till, really... Fills in once in a while, but he's. I think he's about eighty-seven years old. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. good man, and can still preach. Can still preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's so, the wonderful thing about being called a preacher. There's no retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a great retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's in heaven. So uh, you finally went forward and got saved? Got saved and called my uncle, got him out of bed to tell him I'd been saved, you know, my Uncle Jim. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just as happy as happy go lucky as could be, you I know. Bet. I'd found the Lord and he found me. And yeah. I went coon hunting with a preacher one night, and we got to talking about stuff after that. Wasn't Don Rector, was it? Howard Irwin. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he he helped me a lot. Yeah. You know, he was there when I was saved and everything, and he helped me a lot, and everything was going along good till Uncle Sam called on me. And how, how old was you when you got saved? Uh, 17, 18. Okay, so you was a teenager, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was almost out of school. Okay. Wow. Uh, out of high school. And then this Uncle Sam, now, he uh, called Uncle, you. He called me in 1969. So did you get one of those letters? Yes, from all my friends and relatives. I know. All yeah. your friends and relatives think yeah. you need to go to Vietnam. Yeah, I did. Wow. I got the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I uh, kind of was away from the Lord for a while, and but I carried a Bible with me. Did you? From the day I got there, to the, I still got the Bible. Wow. Carried it in my pocket, a little yeah. New Testament. Little Gideon's New Testament. Yeah. I got mine, too. Yeah. I know. And I carried it every day. If you seen me, I had the Bible on me. Wow. So yeah. where was you stationed at in Vietnam? Actually, between Way and Fubai, most of the time, in northern Icor. And uh, I guess my, if I had an address, it would be Fubai, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and so what was what was your uh, what what did you do in the army? I done everything. Oh, okay. I mean absolutely everything. I was in a rigger unit, and a rigger, if you know what a rigger is, uh, makes the nets these choppers carry and okay hook them right. to the, yeah hauling everything from. See, I was, I, was, I was in the Navy, and I was in av- aviation. We had what they call parachute riggers. Yeah, but that's any, what they are. Anything they can make with a sewing machine, they make. Right. I had, parachute I, riggers, but we didn't jump there. Yeah. I was in 101st Airborne, but we didn't jump. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was on patrol. I was on guard duty. The last three months I was there, I volunteered for a, a tower guard duty because I didn't want to get shot at no more and for three months me and another boy from Texas Frank Gomez we set up there in that tire 12 hours a day but uh, I'd done everything we I drove the company commander around for a while that had to be a good job it was <laughs> yeah. yeah it was but them times you went on patrol yeah. it wasn't too much fun yeah no but uh, part of it whatever they needed just where they yeah. I went to a lot of fire bases there because of them riggers. Yeah. yeah. You made the cargo nets then that they used to. Yeah. I hated those. <laughs> we used to have those at an obstacle course. You'd have to climb up a big, big pole and then hop over it and then climb back down. 
Yeah, but we had to have them to get uh, ammunition yeah. and so forth, food sure. and water and everything to these fire bases. And all them fire bases was named from World War II, you know, Rockasson, Ripcord, Bastogne, Belgium, and so yeah. forth. And I, uh, we had to have the nets for the guns and everything. I've only, only flew in a helicopter a couple of times. I flew with the Marines once. Uh, I was on the USS Ranger, and I was a hydrauliksman, and they needed this piece of equipment, and I was in charge of the hydraulic shop. They need something, actually, it's called a bore scope. They put down in, in a jet engine to check it for cracks. So they flew me into Da Nang to pick it up, flew me back to the, to the ship, did what they needed to do with it, flew me back to deliver it back, and then flew me back. And between me and you, that was probably the worst flight I was ever on my entire <laughs> life. I had a, they give you Mickey Mouse ears, but that thing just shake you to death, and it was so incredibly loud. They give you what? Mickey Mouse ears. What's just, that? These are uh, uh, sound muffs. You put them on your ears so you, you don't destroy your ears, although oh, okay. I did lose a lot of my hearing that's, working on jet aircraft. That's the reason you both have hearing aids right now. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that Uncle Sam guy you were talking about. Yeah. 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 But I, uh, I, I don't, uh, I know that in all the fire bases, everything I got. Had was, to go there. Had to go in by Hilo. Mm -hmm. I flew probably more than I done anything else, almost every day. I loved to fly, or I did then. Them now, guys are good pilots, so I don't like getting shot at. But then uh, I came home and, and uh, found your sister and fell in love and been great ever since and couldn't ask for a better woman got some kids got three kids and they got kids and I'm now I'm a great grandpa <laughs> wow but uh, anyway back to the after being saved in Vietnam uh, I got selfish with my time I was an avid quail hunter mm -hmm. and I just couldn't give up the time for the Lord no more. I just had to quail hunt every Sunday, daylight to dark, and finally I come to the conclusion I might kill more quail if I went to church on Sunday, <laughs> you know. And So I went to start back to church with Rhonda at, uh, I went to several different churches. I was like Fred, I, I, I tried some different ones and I finally found that one because she found it because her grandkids wanted to go to church there. So we got to go into church there. Now, which church is this? Orchardville. Orchardville Church, all right. Yeah. You know, a child should <clears throat> lead the way, right? Right. Amen. And uh, so I joined the Orchardville Church and have been there ever since for, I don't know, probably 20-some years. Okay. You, you don't remember what year you came up there? Yeah. No. I started going up there in 2002. I don't know. I think you was probably already going there. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little while. I don't know. I may not be 20, but it's awful close to, if it isn't. Yeah. I told Mark Shell, the pastor at that time in Orchardville, that I'd never found the right church to be baptized at. And uh, every Sunday morning, he'd mention about being <laughs> saved and baptized. And I know he's looking right at me. Yeah. I finally said, okay. You know, I, I wasn't older you know, I don't know how old I was then, but probably 60. Yeah. And uh, got baptized and Mike book out, 
baptized me. Mike oh, Mike's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Good fisherman, too. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's taught me a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got something in common. Mark baptized me, too. I had a I had a childhood experience, like a lot of, a lot of people do, and then I, I ran away from the Lord just far and hard as I could. And when I come back, I, I never did get rebaptized because I knew that would break my father's heart. And after he passed away, I had Mark baptize me because I needed that <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. 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 Well, I've only been baptized one time. That's right after I got saved in 95. And I got baptized out in the pond. Well, I got baptized in a pond, Mike Allen's pond. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what pond you got baptized at. I was there. You was there, wasn't you? That's right. I remember. Yeah. That's... I remember old Charlie Draper told me he got baptized in a pond, and there was, there was a snake come, <laughs> come swimming towards him and said that that, uh, that preacher said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he ducked him under, and he said he was more worried about that snake than anything. And when he come up, the snake was gone. Wow. So evidently, the snake had enough sense to not mess with the Holy Spirit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Praise the Lord. When did you start cooking all this fish around here? Actually, uh... Let's talk about that recipe. It's a secret recipe. Well, it's, it's a recipe that... <laughs> Mike book out, George Thomason and myself put together. Okay. And uh, it, it does a pretty good job on the fish. Oh, man, I love it. That's when I actually got to cooking fish. I had the cookers and the fryers, and they got to invite me up to the church to yeah. cook. And uh, now then I cook fish at five different churches, and I've offered to cook fish at different churches Yeah. for free. Yeah. You know, it's just a way I can give back. Yep. Plant some seeds. That's your ministry. That's my ministry. Yeah. You got yeah. a fishing ministry. Fishing ministry. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. It's a great ministry. Yeah, and you love the fish. And I love the fish. <laughs> so does Fred. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we got started, and it just went from there. And, of course, George does it for a living now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good recipe. Everybody brags on it. Everybody likes it. Yeah. So you've been cooking fish at Orchardville for a long time then? Yeah, I've been cooking in events, different events for, this is my 25th year yeah. for outdoor events. And I used to cater, but I quit catering because it's just, I got old enough and need to slow down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you not only cook fish, you you make some pretty mean pork chops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pork chops, pulled pork, yeah. Yeah. So you you cook uh, you do a lot of cooking around the area. Yep. And some of it is uh, ministry, and some of it is to to uh, help pay some for some gas and things. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, yeah, you so you do a little bit of, of uh, fall festivals. Fall festivals. Yeah. You, yeah. You do a lot of fall festivals yeah, around I, here. Well, I'm cut down to six now. I only do six. <clears throat> well, you, you're yeah. You got. You got to think about Florida a lot. About eight months a year. Yeah. Yeah, you're down yeah. in Florida eight months a year. That's a lot of fishing. Yeah, it's a lot of fishing. Yeah, do you do any cooking down there? No, I have fish fries, but just for the friends. Okay, just I this is ministry. I live in a subdivision that I give all them <clears throat> old people, which I'm not old. You know? No, you're not yet. But. No, just, yeah. But, <laughs> just, uh, just wait. Yeah, just wait. But I give them, I dress them fish up and give them all away. I make their day. I bet, yeah. I do. They, well, they love them. 
that's a fishing that's a that's your ministry down there do you uh you you cook for people down there and and then you also get to share your yep. share your faith and share the gospel yep, and absolutely talk about the lord i got a good church there too i go to yeah well, talk about your church down there oh it's just a community church it's uh it's not a big church like orchardville probably with the snowbirds and everybody there's 140 150 okay go. all right and uh we got a new pre- we we've had three preachers since i've been going there one retired yeah and another friend of mine out of indiana that lives there full time now he took it for a year as an interim and pastor and then uh, they hired one uh about two years ago now and uh he's uh he's the full-time preacher nice guy nice family good church and this is in where in florida sebring florida sebring florida okay that's right and kind of in the middle of the state ain't it yeah middle of the state south of orlando about 80 or 90 miles yeah yeah i know uh, a guy that lives in sebring florida his name is tommy brant i know tommy brant myself you've met him oh yeah oh well yeah. that's he's he's quite a singer he's a good singer and so yeah. is his boy yeah, yeah, Tommy too. Tommy too. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are. We've had them at Orchardville Church one time. Remember that, Fred? They was back there in the back with the kids. Oh, yeah. That, See, I don't never, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you was probably in Florida. I was probably. <laughs> but yeah, he he came up here and uh, uh, I don't believe he he wasn't at our conference, but he, we had him up here as a special event up there in, when we was down there at Carmi, and then I got him to come to Orchardville. Uh, actually, Tommy too was the one we brought up to Orchardville because it was a, yeah. a youth event out in the, out there in the back. They was on a trailer and sang. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, I remember that. When, yeah, when COVID came, Tommy uh, set up out on the street in front of a pizza hut or uh, Domino's Pizza actually, and uh, on Friday nights or on Sunday nights, I'm sorry, and uh, we'd. We could throw a rock almost from our house to hit him. So we'd go over there every Sunday night and listen to him and he'd <laughs> preach and sing. And I think that's awesome to do that during COVID. Yeah. It's outside. Everybody had to bring their own chairs, you know, and he, he put her on. He He's good. That, the first time I heard him was in our church there. Yeah. Yeah. That's making the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Really. He's got some great uh, songs. He's a songwriter, singer, and... Uh, his, his boy's following in his footsteps. He's he's writing some good songs too. We ought to put the Tommy Brant song on. Uh, he's got some great music. He does have some great music. Yeah. What is there any certain one that you? They're all good. I can't yeah. come up with the name like this right now, but okay, yeah, they're all good. Rhonda plays him all the time at home. Yeah, we're going to put on a Tommy Brant song right now, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy him. He's from Sebring, Florida. You're from Sebring. What's the name of your church down there in case people want to look you up while you're down there? It's uh, Sebring Community Okay. Church. All right. On Sunday mornings, you can find Don and Rhonda Tucker, and who knows, you might even find Tommy Brandt down there. Well, he's been there. <laughs> All right. Here's Tommy Brandt with his testimony song called Broken. Here it is. Like a wild stallion that busts through the gate Kicking and stomping, everything in his way, out of control. I was that man. So much for fences, they weren't gonna hold me. I dealt with the pain and outran the mist. 
somewhere out there Alone and afraid Don't be scared He's right there beside you Listening to a lot of our uh, CDs, lots of them. Yeah. Can you? Do you have any favorites? Oh yeah. Who's your favorite on the CDs? Uh, I know. I know who one of them is. Terry Hopkins. Terry Hopkins. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite message of hymns. Most most people like that bus nineteen, which I like the bus nineteen, but yeah. the Broadway on the Broadway is my favorite one of Terry Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. I love all his. I've never had a bad one from Terry. Richard Koss. Richard Koss, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have You Kissed yeah. a Frog Today, yeah. 13th Floor, and all of them. Yeah. Uh, that Pardoned is really a good one. Yeah. It, when it, they was here, him and Joe. I heard him do that one. Yeah, yeah it, you was here when he yeah. done that. Yeah. 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 Well, when you first got here, you talked about Richie Turnbow. Oh, man. I, I, I listened to him last week one day. A powerful message that yeah. guy put out. Well, let me tell you a little story about Richie Turnbow. He... Uh, Picked up one of our CDs in uh, I think it's 2012, and it was Terry Hopkins' bus number 19. Yeah, and he gave his heart to the Lord listening to the Terry Hopkins uh, bus Praise 19. Lord. Yeah, Praise he got saved driving a truck. He pulled over to the side of the road and, <laughs> and gave his heart to the Lord. Went home, and his wife got saved and his daughter got saved and then they all started going to Daryl Spicer's church because Daryl's the one that gave him the CD and Daryl got to baptize all of them 
And since that time, Richie Turnbow has went to seminary, become a awesome, awesome, awesome preacher. And he's pastored the church down there where he lives. And man, man, can he preach? <laughs> and the amazing thing is that's all all traced back to one person giving another person a CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One they all listen to is is uh, the one that uh, Terry's got about Gary's one CD. Oh, uh, that, that is DNA Explosion, DNA I Explosion. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he preached that in uh, Carmi when we was there. Was you there? I was, I've been there, but I don't know if I heard him preach that one. Or yeah, not. I've okay. heard so many I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I can't remember their names. If they're preaching, <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. You well, know. Well, you've been listening for quite a, quite a while. You've been part of the ministry for some time now. Yeah. And you've helped us out. Uh, a lot of different areas. The fish fry. <laughs> the fish fry. He's he cooks our fish for us at our conferences now, and uh, he's got a heart for this ministry. And of course, he's part of the family, so that's always good to have your family involved. Yeah, Rhonda went to dentist yesterday, and she had a Lonesome Road Ministry shirt on. <laughs> I said, "Boy, you're just wearing them all the time anymore." He said, "I got to support Gary." That's right. That's right. That's awesome. You know. No, I don't wear mine that much. I wear it in church and so forth. I have to say, I don't wear mine. I do wear mine in the conference. But I'm one of these guys, I like a shirt with a pocket on. I'm going to have to buy him one with a pocket. I, I can. You're a deacon at Orchardville. You don't need to be wearing a lonesome road. They make a frown up on you. <laughs> they get over it. <laughs> I guess they would, wouldn't they? Well, uh, the... Thing about it is, Lonesome Road really helped build that church. Yes, absolutely. I, I I witnessed that, and I am thankful that I got to witness because when I went, when I started going to Orchardville, we had forty-six people, and when Gary come there, we had uh, probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred. Yeah, it's probably one hundred and fifty. Yeah, okay. somewhere in there, one hundred and eighty maybe. And that CD ministry give people a way to share their testimonies. Yeah and share their faith and they just start giving them out and people start coming cassette tapes then <laughs> yeah it was cassette tapes i remember yeah cassette tapes yeah well that's uh when i first got there i, I had the tape ministry and and uh i uh, that was 2002 and then that was april 2002 is when i first went and in june of 2002 i shared mark asked me to share my testimony and I got to share my testimony and talk about the tape ministry. And then that's when Mark thought, well, that, that would work good at Orchardville. He, and he asked me if I would uh, head up the tape ministry. And I said, you bet you. And, when I, and I thought, if I'm going to be a part of the church, then I need to be a member. Yeah. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a member of Orchardville Church. I was going to work there. I, I wanted to be a member, so I became a member and been a member ever since 2002. It's a great church. I, I remember those cassette days. I remember making the trailers and the leaders down in your basement. You <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, Gary's mom and dad stuffed no telling how many. Oh my goodness! Millions. Yep. You're you're exactly right. Millions and millions of CDs or cassette. They started out with yeah. cassettes. 
And we used to put a gospel track in with the cassettes, and they would take the gospel track, put it in there, and put the seed or the cassette tape in the case. Yeah. And package them and box them, and we'd ship them all over the country. And I know one and, time I helped you unload the boxes of whatever you call them. Yeah. CDs and CDs. sleeves. Sleeves. Yeah, paper yeah. sleeves. Yeah. I mean boxes. <laughs> Thousands of them at a time. Yeah, we we've got eighteen thousand ordered on the way. That's what we or, usually order eighteen thousand at a time. That's pretty makes a pallet and saves a little bit on the shipping. Gets a lot of people them CDs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now these new pods, I like them, that podcast. That podcast mm-hmm. and the cards, yeah. We've got uh, a couple boxes of cards headed this way. Uh, that's the new thing. And, yeah, they're catching on. A lot, a lot of people are, are listening to them. You're, you've started listening to them. And I listen to them through my hearing aids. Through your hearing aids. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> now that's pretty neat. It's pretty neat because uh, I took my wife shopping here a while back, her and my granddaughter, and I turned the podcast on, had it in my hearing aids. I'm driving down the road. Everybody's happy. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is about what we're doing now, uh, I had a guy from California just call and ask me a, a question. He wanted to know uh, the name of the guy that done Rosa Columbine. And instead of texting him his name, I just sent the, the message Absolutely. to him with the name on there. And now, and he said, oh man, that's cool. He said, I've been wanting to share this with uh, a friend of mine that's a state trooper. And so when he said that, I just uh, took a shot of uh, Buddy Ferris's tape. He's a uh, state trooper, Buddy Ferris' testimony. I set before you the way of life, and I shot that one and sent that one to him. I said, here's another one you can share with him. I mean, just like that, you can share two messages with somebody else all the way across the country, and then he's going to share it with somebody he knows, and on I, and on and on. I give people a lot of opportunity to listen. Yeah. And I always start out with the ones I thank yeah. you. Yeah. I've given a lot of Bus 19, a lot of <laughs> a lot of Terry's CDs out, Richard Costas, a lot of them. On the yeah. Broadway, and uh, DNA Explosion, yeah. uh, Terry... And yeah, Richard, I don't know how many we got different ones we got of his, but have you I heard his? With Jesus. I've heard them all. Oh, Richie Turnbow. I just heard him preach on that last one yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, I've got several of him in there. He's good. Oh, he's great. And uh, have you heard uh, Richard Koss's uh, uh, wife's? Yeah, she's yep. got quite a yep. testimony. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you gave that to me the last time I got some of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's a powerful, powerful testimony. There's a uh, lot of powerful testimonies. Yeah, and then, of course, Tony Mack. Oh, yeah. And we got a whole lot of his. And, and now we just shoot them on a text or an email, and they can share them with everybody that they know. And what what a ministry. Uh, God has given us to share with family, friends, and neighbors. And so, yeah, it's awesome. It is. God uh, is good. The media that you're using is getting smaller and smaller and easier and easier. Amen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, we started out with those cassette tapes, went to CDs, and they were great. We loved the CDs. And now with the podcast and the little cards... And they're so so easy to share. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason somebody can't share one of these with somebody that they know that needs Jesus. 
And that's really you what it's all about. You need to listen to them whether you need Jesus or not. Yeah. I mean, right. you, you need to listen to them. It's yeah. good for you. Well, it builds your faith. Yeah. It's church. <laughs> church on the road. Church on the road. That's what it is. We're having church on the road. You just got to get more people acquainted with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes all of us working together to do that. And you've been a big help. And you've I'm been, trying. yeah, you're sharing them with everybody you know. You go up to the restaurant and you tell everybody about Lonesome Road Ministry. Well, I wear my shirt in there every Sunday morning. It's all about Jesus. That's what it's all about. We played a Tommy Brandt song and we talked about Tommy too. Tommy too is following in his father's footsteps. He's a great singer, an awesome, awesome guitar player. And when we had him up there at Orchardville, he was our speaker up there because we was doing the youth rally and him and his dad done music together. He sings a great song and it's a Christian version, Can't You See? I want to put that on and uh, this is Tommy Two off of his CD, Finding My Way. Here's Tommy Brandt, Two. Northbound, all the way to 
Don, I know you're not a preacher, but you like to talk to people everywhere you go. And is there any certain thing that you'd like to say today to somebody that might be listening to your story? Well, everybody's got a story. Some is more impressive than others, but uh, everybody needs to know the Lord for sure. Yeah. And the best way to do that is get one of these CDs or find you a church. No matter what kind of church, just go worship the Lord. Amen. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. And if we lift up the name of Jesus. That's like Terry Hopkins says he fell in love with Jesus. (laughs) And Don Tucker fell in love with Jesus. Yeah. And uh, Fred Mooney fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with Jesus out on the highway. And I've been telling everybody ever since. That's the reason we're sitting here talking today. Absolutely. Is to tell somebody about Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus... They need to pray a prayer. Yes, they do. And ask Jesus to come into their heart. Fred has a great bird ministry. Uh, have you ever seen his birds? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, ain't they awesome? Yes, they yeah. are. He had this bird show at uh, Bean Days this year. You wasn't there, but that place was packed full. I mean, they, standing room only at the, at the Fall Festival here at Wayne City with uh, Fred and his feathered friends. And, man, I tell you. Fred started out thinking that he had a children's ministry. 
didn't you, Fred? And now it's a whosoever ministry. <laughs> Just like I, I started a trucking ministry, I thought, but God said, no, this is a whosoever ministry. We're going to reach everybody with the gospel message. The gospel is not for a certain people. It's not just for the Baptist or the Methodist or or certain people. It's for everybody out there. Everybody. And that's what we're trying to do with this this ministry now is is reach everybody that we can. And Fred's uh, and his feathered friends, they preach the gospel to everybody that comes through the doors. And it's not just the children that are touched. It's everybody that walks in the door. They all love to see those birds perform. You know, the thing I really loved about that uh, was was two things. First of all, and the most important, we get to, we get to share the gospel to the public. Amen. It's not a church. Anybody that walks in off the street, walks into that community building, and watches a show, they get the gospel. And the second is, we had, a, we had a record crowd. I mean, it was so full, you couldn't have got two more people in there if you had a shoehorn. <laughs> and the way we, one of the ways we share the gospel, of course, I got a bird that says, praise the Lord. I got a bird that sings, Jesus loves me. But I got a bird that lifts a bucket, and it has three letters in it, A, B, C. Now, my wife is a retired school teacher. And kids love her. She's a kid whisperer. <laughs> Me, I'm the bird whisperer. So we, we compliment each other. But anyway, this bird will pick up this bucket, and she'll pull out those three letters, and she'll hold up the A and says, first of all, you need to admit that you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, for all sin comes short of the glory of God. And then she'll pull out a B and says, the B stands for believe that Jesus Christ is God's son. Believe upon him. And she quotes John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then she pulls up the C, which stands for confess, confess that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he he died and rose on the third day. Now that's a lot of words, and you don't need all those words. All you need is a heart. It's what your heart says. It can be as simple as save me. Amen. And many people have said that that those very words and been gloriously saved. But it's what comes out of the heart that, that's really, really, really important. And I thank the town of Wayne City for allowing me to do that because, uh, well, it's just not everywhere we enjoy that freedom. But we do there in, the, in the Wayne City. <laughs> Amen. 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 Well, what you're saying, Fred, it, it's, it's not the words that save you. It's the thing of the heart. That's I mean, exactly Don, you right. probably don't remember the words that you prayed when you were 17. I don't. But you do know that you got saved. I, absolutely. Yeah, because you was happy. I knew you that want, for the minute on. <laughs> you yeah, wanted to call happy. people. You wanted I to tell call pe people. Yeah. Who, who was it you called? My right? uncle. Your uncle. Got him out of bed. Yeah. Got him out of bed because you had just got saved. Yep. And it wasn't the words that saved you, it was your heart, yep. because you give your heart to the Lord. It was just, I was a different person. Yeah. And, the, and the, then the Broadway kind of works on you too a little bit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So it's the thing of the heart. And if you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, it doesn't matter the words. All you have to do is give your heart to the Lord and he will save you. And then you will have that joy bubbling over and you'll just want to tell everybody you see about this man called Jesus that just came into your heart and saved you. Hey friends, we want to hear from you. So if you prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministry at 618-383-2107. And we're going to close today's program with my testimony in song. It's called At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Those eighteen wheels are rolling. That old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome 
so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. Oh, my. 
midnight headlight blind you on a rainy night Steep grade up ahead, slow me down, making no time But I gotta keep it rolling Those windshield wipers flapping out of tempo Keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio But I gotta keep it rolling 